This is Dr. Rob Harder with the Nonprofit Leadership Podcast, making your world better. What does it take to be an effective nonprofit leader today? What are the biggest challenges? What are the biggest obstacles? How should nonprofits fundraise in an economy that is constantly changing? All of these reasons combined led me to start this show. And it's my hope that through this series, people can learn not only what it takes to be an effective nonprofit organization, but to hear from effective leaders who are successfully making a positive impact in their communities. We hope you enjoy the show as together we hear how they are making their world better. As a leader of a nonprofit, you know firsthand how important it is to have the right technology, tools, and strategies in place to achieve your mission. Well, that's where Heller Consulting comes in. Heller Consulting is a premier consulting firm that specializes in helping nonprofit organizations achieve their goals through effective technology strategy and implementation. Whether you need help with technology roadmaps, CRM strategy, Salesforce, or Microsoft implementations, Team Heller has you covered. With Heller Consulting on your side, you can trust that you'll have the support you need to make the most of your organization's technology resources. Visit teamheller.com slash NLP to learn more. Again, that's teamheller.com slash NLP to learn more. Do your investments align with your values? Well, now's the time to increase your triple bottom line to better people, profit, and the planet. Amalgamated Investment Services, a division of America's socially responsible bank, has a deep-seated commitment to affecting systemic change through investments. By specializing in triple bottom line impact, they can help navigate the common hurdles experienced by nonprofit organizations and foundations. From creating a sustainable policy statement to avoiding the all-too-prevalent greenwashing. If you would like to join them in creating a more just and sustainable world, please visit amalgamatedbank.com slash nonprofit investing. Again, that's amalgamatedbank.com slash nonprofit investing. Securities offered through Infinix Investments Incorporated, member FINRA and SIPC. Amalgamated Investment Services is a trade name of Amalgamated Bank, Infinex, and Amalgamated Bank are not affiliated. Being in the nonprofit space, one of the biggest questions I get is about grant funding. Nonprofit leaders know that grants can be a very important part of their overall revenue, but knowing how to write grants well and where to find them can leave many of us overwhelmed. Well, it's a good thing my friend Holly Rustic at Grant Writing and Funding creates ways to make grant writing simple and achievable. Well, here's the good news. She is offering you, my listener, a free grant writing class. And of course, she also has her own podcast, Grant Writing and Funding. So I encourage you to visit grantwritingandfunding.com slash Rob for the free grant writing class and find out more about Grant Writing and Funding podcast. Once again, that's grantwritingandfunding.com slash Rob. In just under 20 minutes, an average person may make 10 or more decisions. Some of those decisions won't be that consequential, but others will be incredibly consequential. I wonder how aware are you of how you make decisions? What is your decision-making process? How have your most recent decisions impacted you personally and professionally? Well, there's no doubt that when we make decisions, there is much more going on that impacts the type of decisions we make than we typically realize. My guests on today's show argue that one's physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual health influence every decision you make. My guests today are Dr. Jim Lair and Dr. Sheila Olson-Walker. Jim is a well-known performance psychologist, and Sheila is a behavioral geneticist. 
Together, they shed light on the factors that influence decision-making, offering a research-based method for making wiser decisions. In their new book, Wise Decisions, Drs. Lair and Walker explain how people can develop their YODA. It's an acronym which stands for Your Own Decision Advisor. Love the shout-out to Star Wars. Uh, We'll talk more about that. Uh, And essentially, what they'll say is YODA is your inner voice that helps guide you to make the best decisions you can with the information you have. This was such a great interview. I have broken these into two parts, part one and part two. There's lots of good information. I encourage you to take some notes as we go. Enjoy today's show. Well, it's so great to have you, Dr. Lair and Dr. Walker on the show today. Thanks for taking time to be on it. Well, you already mentioned the Yoda, our own personal Yoda, so to speak, that we all have. Real quick for my listeners then, this is an acronym for those who are listening. It stands for Your Own Decision Advisor. Yoda, it's an acronym for Your Own Decision Advisor. Essentially, we could call it an inner voice uh, that will guide us to make the best decisions we can with the information that we have. Talk more about how did you come up with this and how does this practically work? And again, maybe Sheila, you could start with this one. Then Jim, you can add some, your insights. So... We all have this incredibly powerful inner voice that is our, that's, that's where the rubber hits the road in terms of, of you know, the, the voice inside of our head is the most powerful one of all, because that's the one that's messaging us. And this can happen for better and for worse. We have the capacity to train that voice to be a coach rather than an inner adversary. And this is just like anything else, like going to the gym and building up our biceps. It's a muscle that we practice repetition, it becomes automatic and a habit that we just do like brushing our teeth. So this inner command center is really the voice that's saying, you know, do this, do that, make this judgment call, make that judgment call and, and, and kind of validating it on the back end often. And so I think this is where our workbook format comes in so handy to go through an intentional process of unpacking the kinds of decisions that we want to make, because usually we don't ever, adults haven't done that. Certainly children have not done that. And what we know from the research is that we write, particularly we write with our our hands and a pen or pencil and a piece of paper, we're engaging the whole brain. It's more, engages more of the default mode network in thinking and creative thinking and connecting the dots that helps us draw more on uh, ourselves and not just our cognitive brain, our kind of intellectual thoughts, but our, our emotional thoughts right. as well and the, the, our higher order values where we just sort of, we go off into a bit of another realm. But those are, the, those are really the important ones because as Jim talked about our GPS system and getting home, those are our true north coordinates. Those are our coordinates we want to dial in to our GPS nav system so that when we get off track, we can come back home to ourselves. We know where home is. We know that we're in the wrong neighborhood. We know we want to get back. And we can course correct. And we have the, the point is we have a route to get back rather than just being, you know, in a different neighborhood or a different state or a different country, not knowing how we got there, not <laughs> knowing how to get back. There's always a process when we know where, where we want to go to get home. I really like the metaphor of the GPS navigation system that we all have. It's a really good uh, way to think about that. Jim, what else would you add to that? I, I would just say that the most important coach you will ever have in your life is the coach no one else hears but you. We all have a public voice, and I'm speaking and Sheila's speaking with her public voice. But the most powerful voice that we have is the voice no one else hears. It'll be the only voice that you have until your death. 
And that voice can be a, a great advisor, or it can be something that is actually creates chaos and sadness and doesn't take you where you want to go. It's not like Siri, who's educated and gets you home. This is a voice that is very confused and often very reactive. And so a lot of the book is around training that inner voice to be a trusted source of wisdom. And can you, but you have to upload properly information that it will use to, uh, to guide you. And we all have an inner voice and it just starts forming in very earliest uh, periods of life. By the age of five, it's fairly well formed. And I learned in my work with professionals in every area of high stress arenas that that voice is either an adversary or it's really a very tragic, misguided agency in your life that really uh, is not going to be much of a, you're fighting yourself and you're fighting the world trying to get to a particular place. So it, it does take a lot of energy to uh, turn on that awareness channel. And to be deliberative, the brain consumes a lot more. So we're always kind of in an energy conservation mode. We like, you know, we get, we call, we call it decision fatigue. I don't want to have to think about it. Make the decision for me. But unfortunately, when it comes to really the critical elements in our lives, every day is an opportunity to upgrade your Yoda. And your Yoda can be the greatest asset that you will ever have in navigating through the challenges of life so that you make the right decisions at the right time and you can trust your Yoda because you have been educating it and now you know it's only going to give you the best advice possible. But so often people get really bad information, bad examples, bad data into that command center and it uh, has to be cleaned up. And so the book is about how do we get that private voice Align with who we really want to be and where we ultimately want to go in life because that is the power broker in our lives. And that is the force that will probably take us or not take us ultimately where we want to go. And we call that getting home. Well, to build off of that, when it comes to one's Yoda, you basically argue this in your book as well, that there's times that our self-talk or the stories crafted by our own inner voice are actually faulty or ill-conceived, and therefore the advice or decisions that emerge from these faulty interpretations will most likely be flawed. How does one go about unpacking this and delineating what is faulty and what is not faulty so that the self-talk uh, and this Yoda would not become flawed information for us? Um, Jim, maybe you could start with that and then Sheila, you could respond. You know, the whole key, as we've said numerous times so far, is raising your level of awareness and determining, is this voice that's guiding you whether you know it consciously or not, it's guiding you. Is this a really great coach? If we put this up on a jumbotron so everyone could see how you're coaching yourself, would you be proud of it? Is this information and advice that you would give to someone who you deeply cared about? And so often you see there are flaws. And most of the biases that Sheila was referencing are occurring unconsciously. And if we move to a deliberate conscious, we can call ourselves out. We can say, you're making up junk there. That's a very bad line of logic. That's just not going to fly with me anymore. That bias, I'm not going to allow it to sabotage 
my ability to make a good choice. So we rise above it and we actually, you know, we incorporate this superpower that we have to actually look at what's actually happening in a, in a much more deeply ingrained part of what we're training ourselves to do. And that is not to just take the easy way, but to actually do whatever's necessary to ultimately get home. So the notion that we can change this and maybe the most important part, we did this for years and years at the Institute for nearly three decades was something that Sheila referenced. We have people write out how they want their voice, their Yoda, to coach them in certain situations that have given them trouble. So there's something very interesting about writing longhand or printing and your prefrontal cortex is executive function. It's much stickier. You're much more likely to be able to get that integrated into the Yoda software, so to speak. And this new language that you want to be coaching yourself, just like you'd coach someone you would care about in the same situation. And doing it by hand is maybe more powerful than anything, even visualizing, talking it out publicly, working it through very carefully with your hand actually was maybe the, one of the best ways we found to retrain a dysfunctional inner voice. Uh, well said on that. Sheila, what would you like to add to that? What I would add to that is uh, on Yoda, we developed something called the Yoda Code. Uh, the Yoda Code is a collection of five or six words that describe us, who we are, you know, how we want to show up, especially for the, those who know us the best and especially under stress because that's the easiest time to break down where the system just breaks down. So the Yoda Code is uh, one of the exercises that we take you through in the book. My Yoda Code is, uh, these are the words I want to I wanna live to every single day, regardless of what happens in my life. I want to be kind. I want to be grateful, generous. I want to have integrity and be courageous and have humility. And so that's my code. It's in a post-it note in my, in my kitchen window. And I look at it every day, but I, it's wired into how I think about things, but also how I, you know, we make good decisions and bad decisions. Not every day is perfect. If I can, you know, and, and decisions are nuanced. There are some decisions where it's a, you know, it's not black and white. It's 60, 40, it's, you know, 58, whatever, you know, when we can live to our Yoda codes, to that spiritual dimension, those things that are the most important to us over the long haul, that takes some of the pressure off of the details. Dan Ritchie, who was the former chancellor of University of Denver, a living legend here in, in, in Colorado, and but really across the U.S., just a, a remarkable human being, wrote the foreword for our book. And he learned to make his decisions really from going on hikes in the hills of North Carolina with his grandfather when he was five years old. Dan's now 91 years old, and he's just a force of nature. He's remarkable. But his grandfather always used to say to him, you know, just do the right thing. And his grandfather modeled doing the right thing. So there's, what is the right thing? This takes really sitting down and thinking about what we care about, how we want to show up, how we treat people in our lives. There's a ripple effect out of that that comes back into us in a sense of human connection that helps us be a part of a bigger system that can not only serve to um, help the lives of others. Here we're talking about nonprofit 
we're serving others, but in serving others, we're also serving ourselves. And if you look at the research on altruism and service, this notion of collective efficacy, you know, one plus one equals three, we're stronger, but, you know, together than apart. The people who give, who are altruistic, who are giving with no expectation of anything in return, giving from the heart for the right reasons, the mental health, physical health outcomes, the benefits accrue more, you know, disproportionately to the givers than the receivers necessarily. So I think that's very relevant for this, you know, for this conversation and your audience. We'll be right back. As a leader of a nonprofit, you know firsthand how important it is to have the right technology, tools, and strategies in place to achieve your mission. Well, that's where Heller Consulting comes in. Heller Consulting is a premier consulting firm that specializes in helping nonprofit organizations achieve their goals through effective technology strategy and implementation. Whether you need help with technology roadmaps, CRM strategy, Salesforce, or Microsoft implementations, Team Heller has you covered. With Heller Consulting on your side, you can trust that you'll have the support you need to make the most of your organization's technology resources. Visit teamheller.com slash NLP to learn more. Again, that's teamheller.com slash NLP to learn more. Do your investments align with your values? Well, now's the time to increase your triple bottom line to better people, profit, and the planet. Amalgamated Investment Services, a division of America's socially responsible bank, has a deep-seated commitment to affecting systemic change through investments. By specializing in triple bottom line impact, they can help navigate the common hurdles experienced by nonprofit organizations and foundations. From creating a sustainable policy statement to avoiding the all-too-prevalent greenwashing. If you would like to join them in creating a more just and sustainable world, please visit amalgamatedbank.com slash nonprofit investing. Again, that's amalgamatedbank.com slash nonprofit investing. Securities offered through Infinix Investments Incorporated, member FINRA and SIPC. Amalgamated Investment Services is a trade name of Amalgamated Bank. Infinix and Amalgamated Bank are not affiliated. Do you want a clear step-by-step system to write grants so that your nonprofit secures funding in a stress-free manner? Well, check out the free grant writing class, How to Write Winning Grants in Seven Proven Steps. You will walk away with seven nuggets of grant writing clarity and a free action workbook so you can start writing higher quality grants today. Just watch this free class now at grantwritingandfunding.com slash Rob. Again, that's grantwritingandfunding.com slash Rob. Well, I've had many leadership experts on the show and consistently they will tell me on the show that one of the most important aspects of leadership in fact, for many, it's the most important aspect of leadership is self-leadership. And a lot of what I'm hearing with this Yoda and the Yoda code and this process of understanding how we make good decisions seems to fall into that camp of self-leadership modality of leadership. Uh, if you agree with that, um, how can leaders of organizations invest enough time into self-leadership and to really enhance their organizational leadership? Uh, again, Sheila, maybe you could start and then Jim, you could add something. You know, thank you for the question. I think that taking time. We'd love for you to buy a copy of the book and go through the workbook. We've got several, I'm teaching a class to high school students right now. They're going through it just like a, they annotate, they go through the workbook exercise and so forth. That by itself as a, as a corporate uh, exercise um, could be uh, powerful and, and just um, having conversations around, you know, what, you know, what uh, leaders learn, but also the collective team, having each individual go through it and then coming together to really 
talk about it. And, uh, you know, what's the higher order purpose here? Where, where does the line, you know, blur between me and what I want and, and, and the purpose I want to serve and what's really important to negotiate around these, around these things that sometimes just wind up going unsaid. They become a part of culture or habitual behavior or what have you. And they remain that way unless they're brought out into the light of day. So starting with self-care and wellness, you know, self-care and wellness, it's, it's not a fluffy thing. It's like vital. It's the foundation of everything. If we're not healthy, we can't expect ourselves to perform to our highest level. And ultimately, when we are guided by these higher order principles that inspire us from the inside out, that provide that rocket fuel and be surrounding ourselves with the right people who are similarly aligned is an incredibly important part of that rocket fuel. But that's the propulsion that gets us to a place where we can really make extraordinary things happen and activate and inspire teams of people, you know, to join us in, in a higher order effort. Well said. Jim, how, what would you like to add in terms of insights on that last question? So uh, it's, it's really interesting that leadership, and as I see it, and as we saw it in the book, leadership is really living what it is you want to teach. You're a great mentor. Great leaders are in the military. You're a great leader if you taught the people beneath you to be better than you were. And the most important part of leadership in a corporation is teaching people to make good decisions. A single decision in a corporation can take the, the whole business in a cataclysmic direction. And so you are trying to teach all of the people, all your direct reports and their direct reports, how to be much more deliberate and careful about the decisions you make. And they're very often very difficult. But if you really are a representative of really sound decision-making, they're going to learn it from you and they will, that will cascade into their direct reports. But maybe the single most important part of leadership is, is really understanding how great decisions are made. And the first decision is to take care of yourself. You can't take care of others if you are not taking care of yourself. And so they want you. Are you getting the sleep? Do you have a good regimen for eating properly? And, you know, how do you deal with these moments where it's really hot in this decision-making, uh, you know, really difficult period that you're in? Do you fly off the handle and make quick decisions and impulsive decisions? Or do you take a break, have everyone leave the room? You do a little nature walk. You make sure that people are hydrating properly and to understand that all of the system needs to be integrated to bring their Yodas forward in making great decisions. This inner voice has to be recruited very, very carefully and very, very deliberately so that we make good decisions because that's what leaders do. You can have a lot of great assets, but if you don't help make great decisions, you're probably not going to find your your place properly in the corporate structure because that's what leaders do. Most importantly, they lead in decision-making. Well, this has been a fascinating conversation. I have a feeling my listeners are going to want to definitely get a hold of this book. So tell us a bit about how can they find out more about the information in this book and how to purchase the book, as well as how can they find out more about the two of you? Well, uh, the, the book is available in all the bookstores. It's available online and Amazon. Both of us are very active on LinkedIn. 
My website is jim-lair, L-O-E-H-R.com. And I have a lot of, a lot of the stuff I've done, a lot of the former podcasts and all the crazy stuff I really believe is important is all there. And Sheila has her own. Maybe you want to talk about that, Sheila. Uh, I am uh, SheilaOlsonWalker.com, and I will spell it um, S-H-E-I-L-A-O-H-L-S-S-O-N-W-A-L-K-E-R.com. And um, the book uh, link is on there for various uh, booksellers. The articles uh, that I've written around um, human development youth sport, which is my what I'm focused on in my uh, professional career and Decision-making is something that I believe should be added to sport curriculum for coaches and for coaches to teach to young people because it's such an incredible context for human development. But I want to leave with one thing, which is that Jim and I and my colleague, um, Brian Garrity from University of Denver, spoke to a group of 35 or 40 students at a local school yesterday. And it was really about sport and mental health and purpose and these, these higher order ideas. And Jim put forth this wonderful a question that I'd love to put forth to all of your listeners, uh, which is if we were to fast forward to the end of our lives and have a conversation between the person that we are and the person that we could have been, if we thought that we're intentional about our decision-making capabilities, capacities, and aligning passion with purpose, what would that conversation be like between those two people, the person that we are and the person that we could have been? I think it's an interesting question and philosophical question to think about. And the important thing is that we all have agency to, and, and capacity and epigenetic malleability to live our way into those stories that um, it just takes time to think about what those stories are and what's most important. I love that question for everybody. And certainly my listeners, that's an excellent question to think about, truly contemplate on. And again, just thank you both for being on the show, sharing your insights. Thanks for putting this book together. It's going to help us all become better leaders. So thank you. Hey friends, well, I wanted you to know that this podcast can be found on iTunes, Spotify, Amazon, Google Podcasts, and wherever you listen to other podcasts. I also want to encourage you to like, subscribe, and share this podcast with others. This will actually help us get this great content out to more nonprofit leaders just like you. You can also join the Nonprofit Leadership Podcast community, find other resources and interviews of past guests all on my website, nonprofitleadershippodcast.org. Well, thanks again for listening. And until next time, keep making your world better.